0: Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Steelhead Alley Outfitters Fishing Report with Patrick Robinson. How you doing, Patrick?
1: I'm doing great, Marvin. Good to be back with you this week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, how did your trip go with our friends at Norvice?
1: It went really well. You know, uh, Tim always uh, brings up a great group of clients, and no matter what the the conditions are, we always manage to get it done with them. And uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, a lot of times trips uh, could you know, people gauge them differently. Oh, it was good, it was bad. But, you know, clients oftentimes really dictate uh, whether a trip's going to be good or bad or not. And, uh, you know, Tim always uh, brings a good group of guys who have good heads on their shoulders. And uh, we got a lot of good fish under tough conditions. And uh, it was another great Norvice trip. And so uh, thanks to uh, Tim and Tyler. And, uh, the whole crew over at Norvice for, uh, for coming back up and, and, uh, helping us, uh, show some other, uh, folks a good time.
0: Well, that's awesome. And also just to give them a shout out and thank them for sponsoring this fishing report. And, you know, folks, if you're not familiar with the Norvice system, first of all, it's a great company, great family owned business, uh, with Tim and Tyler and Michelle, everything's made in the United States. And if you are interested in rotary tying, it is the only vice that truly spends. And to check out uh, the vice and see what's going on with Norvice, the best place to go is www.nor-vice.com. And uh, now that we've uh, gotten the trip update, Patrick, um, looks like your weather is maybe a little bit warmer than normal, but it looks like you've got some rain showers coming. So I imagine things are still looking pretty good on Steelhead Alley.
1: Yeah, you know, we've been getting, uh, you know... Steelhead Alley, I think I've probably said in, in uh, past reports, you know, we're kind of known as being a, a flashy uh, area, you know, our streams constantly up and down and up and down. And uh, this year, we, you know, we started out low water. And the cool thing is, is we just, and I'm afraid to say this out loud for fear that it will change, but we keep getting these small little uh, rain events that are coming in, you know, they're dropping a quarter of an inch, third of an inch, you know, something like that. And when the water's already, uh, you know, at lower levels, that's exactly what you want because it doesn't blow everything out. It just gives you that perfect push. And that's really what we've been having lately. And, yeah, we did. We just came through a very unseasonably warm uh, spell. In fact, uh, the boys from Norvice got to experience that on the first part of their week. We're talking, like, you know, upper 60s and 70s in November. And I just had just a memory come up on my uh, Facebook timeline. This This exact day last year, we had, like, inches of snow on the ground so uh so yeah it's been a little unseasonably warm but uh the water's been great you know and uh uh fresh fish are pushing in with each little push of water that we get and it's it's keeping us busy
0: well that's really neat and so how does this slightly warmer uh, temperature kind of affect uh, fish behavior and how you target them
1: well you know the uh, the warmer water is actually uh kind of a blessing for us in the fall uh, because you know, the, the water temps are only going to go one direction in the fall, and that is south. They're going to get colder and colder and colder until things freeze up. The warmer the water stays, the more energetic the fish are, and uh, in my opinion, the more fun they are to catch. Because the, uh, the warmer the water, uh, the, the you know, higher their metabolism and their willingness to chase flies, be it stripped or, uh, or swung. And so it, uh, it, it's really good in how it affects the water. Uh, but you know, all good things, uh, come to an end and, uh, we're back down in the thirties tonight and, uh, I think a high of mid forties, uh, tomorrow. So we're back down to our, our normal, uh, you know, November, mid November temps. And, um, so yeah, it's, uh, we, we take what we can get.
0: Yeah. Sounds like you'll be uh, crunching ice on the edge of the water here pretty soon then. Could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, you're a super popular guy, Patrick. I mean, this is pretty impressive, right? Hey, uh, more, more listener questions. And Eric reached out pretty much right after we released the last report and he wanted to get some nymph recommendations for you for Ohio, other than fishing eggs and boogers. And then, kind of the add on for that were, you know, what are your suggestions for the best way to fish a run with an indicator set up?
1: Ah, see nymph recommendations. Um, well, there's a, there's a couple of things that, that come to mind, uh, and and this this will sound like a uh, a plug, um, and and I guess it is. So we'll make it a shameless plug. Uh, there's there's a couple of different flies that, that come to mind. Um, one is is uh, if you want to call it a steelhead alley staple. This is going. This is one of Greg Finio's probably oldest fly patterns that's still commercially available and it's called the wiggle stone. Um, you can get those tied by people all over the country. Uh, but I do know that Orvis, uh, Orvis, uh, commercially, uh, sells them, uh, for Greg and the wiggle stone is just a jointed stone fly nymph imitation. And, uh, you, you, can't argue with the results that that fly has put up year after year after year after year and for those that, that know about it, uh, they still fish it, and it still produces. And here's here's the thing about the stonefly. You know, our, we've got uh, here on the alley what a lot of people call little winter stones, um, especially in the springtime. Uh, you get them in, in in the late fall, no doubt, but uh, also in the springtime, almost every year. If you're a streamside when the ice is still on the on the banks, and there's some fresh, you know, late winter snow, uh, you'll see these stoneflies uh hatching off and sometimes you can look down on the snow and it's literally blanketed with little tiny black stoneflies and on rare occasion and i say rare occasion i have actually seen steelhead uh uh, steelhead feeding on the surface for those uh for those little stoneflies uh at first i doubted that that's what was going on but i was actually able to confirm it uh one day uh in particular where the lighting was just right so those little black stonefly nymphs uh are definitely something that you need to have in your box uh at all times um and then the other thing that i would have as far as nymphs are concerned is some kind of a an attractor uh nymph pattern or what i would call a dirty water uh a nymph now there's a there's a nymph that i used to have commercially available through orvis uh they stopped selling it though and it was called the psychedelic stone, and uh you can actually find that fly tying tutorial uh, somewhere, uh, on our fly tying blog, I believe. Um, and to the best of my recollection, that's, uh, steelhead alley outfitters. Dot blog, uh, uh let see steelhead alley, fly com, I think is where they can find that tutorial. And it's just a very bright, uh, kind of has a fluorescent, uh, chartreuse, uh, base to it. Uh, it's a, it's a dirty water nymph. It's what I designed it for. Uh, we definitely get dirty water here and, uh, a story to go along with that. Um, it's always cool to hear stories about flies that you design, but uh, I had a client come fish with me one time, and he told me that that fly was all the rage out on the lower sack in, uh, in California, and I was like, what? You know, I was totally surprised by it. He told me this this crazy story, how he had a, a trip booked on the lower sack, and the night before he was supposed to fish, it blew out, and I uh, showed up there the next day to fish, and they had eight boats from the, from, uh, the fly shop there in Redding uh, on the water, and nobody was catching anything that day, including this guy. And he asked the guide, hey, mind if I try something I've got in my box? And he happened to have some of these Smurf stones in his box that he had tied up for back here on the alley. And uh, he tied one of those on. And next thing you know, it's fish after fish after fish after fish. And the rest the rest of the boats wanted to know what he was using. And the guide told him he was not allowed to share, <laughs> share what he was catching them on. And he bought every one out of the client's box that day. I called the fly shop to see if this story was true and sure enough it was so it's a great dirty water nymph pattern so there's two the the, uh, the wiggle stone uh which is typically black uh with a uh, kind of a blue thorax um or excuse me blue abdomen and um and then that psychedelic smurf stone which is kind of a chartreuse uh stone fly pattern uh with some striped wire body uh, that's that's really good for as an attractor pattern. So there's there's two uh, to get them started. And uh, as far as how to fish a run, well, the, the first thing is is you got to know how to make a good drift, right? If you can't make a good drift, uh, start there, because it doesn't matter how you how you approach a run if you can't make a good drift, uh, you're wasting your time. And trust me, there's a big difference between a good drift and a bad drift. Um, uh, over 12 years of guiding clients. Uh, I can tell you that it oftentimes does come down to the skills of the anglers, assuming that you do have a the ability for a good drift. Um, the second thing that I would uh, uh, pay attention to are current conditions. Uh, most people get well. We're like we're like any creature. We're creatures of habit, right? So oftentimes we approach a run, we do the same exact thing we did the last time. Why? Because it worked. Well. You can approach it the same way if the conditions are all the same. But if the conditions aren't all the same, then you need to be aware of how those conditions cause the habits of steelhead to change. So if you were there, say, late October, early November, water temperatures are warm, water temperatures are slightly elevated, and fish are pushing, you may have caught those fish up at the head of the run, right right below the riffle, getting ready to push up to the next hole in the next section of the river. And you show up the next time, and it's early December, and your water temperatures are You know, in the upper 30s, you know, they've dropped 15, 20 degrees and you're up there fishing the same exact spot and you're wondering why you're not catching any fish. It's because the fish aren't there, right? The fish, because of the cold water, have dropped back into the deepest uh, cuts and the deepest parts of that hole. And so anytime you uh, approach a run, you need to understand the current conditions because that is what's going to dictate how you approach a hole. One size does not fit all when it comes to the fishing uh for steelhead you got to know the conditions and how those conditions have caused the habits of those fish to change and that can that can change daily depending on what's going on so i guess that would be the, the that would be the fastest and easiest response i can give to that question
0: yeah that's super helpful and to maybe put a little bit more meat on the bone for indicator fishing with a good drift i you know you know, I always think about that, that, you know, the water on the bottom is slower than the water on top. So your indicator better be moving slower than the surface water. Um, I don't know if you have a different way of telling people how to, you know, watch their drift to make sure that they're actually down and in the zone. You know, I, I, I
1: basically tell people, um, watch the bubbles and make sure your indicator is moving either in line with the bubbles or slower that's the gauge. If you're, if you're moving faster than the bubbles, you're out of the zone. Um, and that's, that's pretty much how I, how I explain it to the, to the anglers. I, you know, it's, it's, at times, uh, it can be, um, it can be easy to talk over the heads of clients. If you get too deep, uh, they kind of go glossy eyed on you, you know? And, uh, so I basically just try and give them an indicator, a visual indicator that they can watch for, um, and, and shoot for that. and, and, and roll with it
0: very cool and you know folks we love questions on the articulate fly you can email them to us or shoot them to us on our facebook or our instagram page if we use your question i'll send you some articulate fly swag and you'll get it entered with a drawing for something cool from the guys at seo at the end of the season and before i let you hop uh patrick why don't you let folks know where they can find you so they can fill out that guide calendar this season
1: you can find us on the web at www.steelheadalleyoutfitters.com. And you can reach me anytime via email at team, T is in Tom, E is in Edward, A-M at steelheadalleyoutfitters.com. Or you can call us at 888-453-5899. And one last thing, we just had a last minute cancellation come in for next Monday, November 23rd with one of our season guides. And uh, it's a hot date. It's the only date that we've got available, uh, I believe, in the next week. So if you're looking for a day to get out, that day just became available. Give us a shout.
0: Yeah, there you go. And, you know, folks, uh, the next time we talk, we'll be on the other side of Thanksgiving. So I want all of you to have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Patrick.
1: Thanks, Marvin. Have a great one.